feeling overwhelmed by the thought of staying fit during the holiday season? I get it. We're all busy with endless to-do lists and celebrations, but guess what? I got three game-changing tips that are so doable, you won't even break a sweat fitting them into your schedule. Welcome to Rev Your Metabolism with Alicia Murphy. I'm Alicia, your host, creator of Stress Monkey Fitness, The Rev Method, and your go-to health coach for being super fit and unstoppable after 40. With 15 years of rocking the fitness and nutrition industry, plus overseeing the wellness program for a major shoe company, I'm here to share my knowledge with you. Are you ready to join me on an exciting journey to restore your metabolism, boost your health, and turn back the aging clock? On this podcast, we'll unlock the secrets to boundless energy, burning more fat naturally, and feeling confident in your own skin. Get ready to soak up simple yet powerful strategies that will transform your health and fitness game. These tips will be a game changer, so hang on to your hats and glasses. And do not forget to hit that follow button so you won't miss any of our amazing tips and tricks. All right, let's rev it up. Hey there, Rever. All right, if you're struggling to find ways to get in better shape that actually fit into your busy schedule, especially this time of year, right? We're in the holiday season. Don't worry, because I've got your back. Today, you're going to discover three game-changing tips that are totally doable, even in the most hectic times. You ready to level up your fitness or weight loss game without feeling overwhelmed? Well, good. Then you're in the right place, my little chickadee. So, you know the deal, right? Get your shoesies on and get out there and let's walk and talk while I share this amazing information with you. All right, so it's holiday season. I'm actually, oh, I wish you could see it. Let me set the scene for you. I'm sitting at my my desk. I'm looking out the window. I have the Christmas tree nearby with the lights on. I have a candle going. It smells amazing. My dog is laying right next to me. It's like cozy, even though I'm in Southern California and it's literally 70 degrees outside right now. But anyways, so let's get into this and happy holidays to you. And if you're not listening to this around the holiday season, you know, happy today to you. (laughs) Okay, so before we dig into this, I want to mention that in January, on January 8th, I'm going to be launching my program again called the Total Body Reset. It's a 21-day program, and it's meant to teach you how to do a reset. So obviously, January is a good time to do it. It's great to do when you come back from a vacation or just whenever you need a little jump start. So If you want to get on the wait list for that so you can know more information, also if you're on the wait list, I'm going to give you a discount on it. Um, You want to go to stressmonkey.com slash TBR21. 
21. Remember that monkey spelled E-E instead of E-Y. And TBR stands for total body reset. So stressmonkey.com slash TBR21. And of course, I'm going to link it down in the show notes. So you can always just go clickety-click down there. Okay, let's dig in on this. So we're going to talk about three tips that are totally doable, realistic, that you can do to get in better shape, right? So let's talk about first, what is the key to a health transformation, to a body transformation, whatever your goals may be? Well, let me just tell you, all right? And and this is a little tough love. Here's the key to a transformation. How in shape or how out of shape you are, it's the result of one thing, your habits, right? And when you learn to transform your habits, then you can transform your life. And so today we're going to go over a few things that if you can make them habits, you will absolutely notice a change in your health and or your body. And the great thing is all three of these habits are simple and doable. Yeah? You ready? Sounds good? All right, let's get started. So tip number one is something that I call the magic plate. Now here's where we're going to run into a little issue because I actually have an image of the magic plate. And obviously, since at this point, I'm only doing an audio podcast, I will in the future include video because I think it would be fun. But, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm 50 years old over here. I'm not exactly tech savvy. So one step at a time. But what I'm going to do If you want to see, I'm going to explain it to you, but if you want to see an image of the magic plate, again, go to the show notes. I'm going to link the image so you can just click that link and you can see a picture of the magic plate, okay? So I want you to imagine a plate. You're going to do one half, we're going to divide one half of the plate, and then you're going to have a quarter and a quarter. Does that make sense? So a half of the plate, and then you have a quarter of the plate and a quarter of the plate. And I want you to think of those sections. So the half of the plate is going to be two servings of vegetables, okay? Then one quarter of the plate is going to be one to two servings of protein. And then one quarter of the plate is going to be one serving of healthy starch. One serving of healthy starch. All right, so you got that in your mind? So we have half the plate, it's two servings of vegetables, right? So just think of half of the plate is veggies, a quarter of the plate, one to two servings of protein, or just a quarter of the plate's protein, and then a quarter of the plate is, is one serving of healthy starch. Now, I want you to, in the middle of that plate, I want you to imagine a little circle, and that's going to be one serving of healthy fat, okay? Is this making sense to you? So two servings of veggies, one to two servings of protein, one serving of healthy starch, and one serving of healthy fat. If you can just use the magic plate as your guide through the holiday season, but not even just the holiday season, through all the time, it's going to be a game changer for you. You are going to literally not feel like it's that hard once you make it a habit, but you will see results. 
So let's talk about what exactly is a portion. I'm going to explain to you an easy way to measure portions because, you know, this whole like weighing thing and blah, 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 measuring, that's, that's for the birds, right? I'm not doing it. So again, I have an image here, portion size made easy. So I'm going to explain it to you, but I'm also going to link the image in the show notes. So you really want to get good at using your hand as a guide for portions because your hand is made to fit your body, right? So it's a good, it's a good scale to use to understand what portions work for you. So let's start with protein. Protein, so look at your palm, not, not your whole hand, just your actual palm. The size of your palm and the thickness, that's going to be about a serving of protein for you. And depending on the size of your hand, it's going to probably be about three to four ounces, which is 20 to 30 grams of protein, okay? So just think of that. That's about one size, uh, one serving of protein for you. If you're a woman, if you're a male, you need two of those, okay? Now, veggies, if you make a fist. So as you're walking, I hope you're looking at your hand with me. Make a fist with your hand, all right? So that size of your fist that's going to be about two cups of veggies, okay? Now let's move on to carbs. Open your hand like a scooped hand. How much can fit inside your scooped hand? That's going to be about a serving of carbs, okay? That's not much, right? So that's about a half a cup's worth. So 15 to 20 grams of carbs is about a serving. A, size, a slice of bread is going to be one serving of starchy carbs, okay? So half a cup, or just look at what can I fit in my scooped hand? That's going to be about a serving. All right, now let's move on to fat. Look at your thumb. You got it? The size of your thumb is going to be about one to two tablespoons of fat. So somewhere around there, that's going to be seven to 12 grams of fat. So... um there you have it. And again, if you really want to see what this looks like, which I know it sounds weird, but once you get good, I, I truly believe that if we could just practice portion control and learning how to use the magic plate in our everyday life, then dieting would just get thrown out the window. I, I'm telling you. All right. I just want to give you some examples of healthy fats. Okay. Avocado, walnuts, almonds, cashews, macadamia nuts, nuts and seeds, butter, olives, all butter. When I say butter, I meant butters, like um, nut butters, sunflower seed butter. <laughs> okay, olives, olive oil, ground flax seed, sunflower seeds, chia seeds, hemp seeds, pumpkin seeds, coconut, full fat Greek yogurt. Okay, and and this is going to be all stuff, all these types of things, examples of what to eat is going to be in that total body reset, 21-day total body reset. So be sure to get on the wait list. If you want to know more information about it, it's going to be a good, 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 good one. Um, stressmonkey.com slash TBR21. That was my commercial voice, by the way. Okay, here we go. How about examples of healthy starch? Here's the thing that cracks me up. I see all these people on Instagram or whatever saying like, you know, join my program, eat all the carbs you want. 
But here's what they don't tell you. The carbs that they're talking about are high fiber carbs. They're not saying you can have all the bread and pasta and cookies and donuts that you want. That's not what they mean. They mean high fiber carbohydrates. Okay, so I'm going to give you some examples of healthy starch. Okay, and I'm going to be doing an episode all on carbohydrates, but let's just go over this now. So what is examples of healthy starch carbohydrates? Potatoes, sweet potatoes, yams, parsnips, turnips, beets, pumpkin, butternut squash, acorn squash, fruit, buckwheat, barley, bulgur, popcorn, oats, quinoa, rice, beans, legumes. That's the type of carbs that you could be eating. Okay? So don't let these people trick you when they tell you that you can have all the carbs you want. That's not what they mean. They mean healthy, high-fiber carbs. Bam. All right, so let me give you some example meals that you could use with the um, magic plate. So here we go. A big salad with quinoa or beets mixed in, chicken on top, and salad dressing. So the big salad is going to be the vegetables, right? Because we're, we're using the magic plate. The quinoa or beets is going to be the serving of healthy starch. The chicken on top is going to be the protein, and the salad dressing is going to be the fat. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. All right, or here's another one. Grilled fish with a half of a sweet potato with a little butter on the sweet potato and a side of steamed veggies. I'm going to tell you, a sweet potato is so good. I don't even put butter on mine. I just do salt, like um, the Himalayan pink sea salt that I grind it myself so it's kind of flakes almost with cinnamon. Oh, my Lord. It is so delicioso. Okay. So, you know, you got the grilled fish is the protein. The half of a sweet potato is a serving of healthy starch. The butter is the fat, and the veggies are the veggies. Here's my last example for you. Turkey tacos with corn tortillas, veggies, and avocado served with a side salad. So the turkey tacos, right? Obviously, the turkey is the protein. The corn tortillas are going to be the healthy starch. The avocado is the healthy fat, and then the side salad is veggies. Is this making sense? I hope so. Um, Okay, that's tip number one, the magic plate. Tip number two, we want to practice the 12-hour window. All right, what the heck does that mean? Here's how it works. You're going to divide your day into two 12-hour windows. All right, one 12-hour window where you take in calories and one 12-hour window where you do not take in any calories, okay? It's totally doable. And when I first tell people, sometimes they're like, what, 12 hours? You do it while you're sleeping. So think about it like this. If the last thing you ate was, let's say, at 7.30 p.m., you just try not to have any calories until 7.30 a.m., right? Um. It's, I'm going to tell you three reasons why this is, this is really good. Number one is called the circadian rhythm. That's our first reason why. So I'm going to tie this into a 
fiction. <laughs> you knew that's what I was going to say, huh? All right, so let me give you the first part I'll tell you right now as a fact, and then the second part is going to be the fact or fiction. So circadian rhythm is the physical, mental, and behavioral changes in our bodies that follow a 24-hour cycle, okay? That, that part's a fact. Now, here's, here's the question I want to ask you, okay? Fact or fiction, these natural processes respond primarily to light and dark, but our circadian rhythm is also impacted by physical activity and food. So we know that, this is what I'm trying to say, is this a fact or a fiction? We know that our circadian rhythm is impacted by light, but fact or fiction, is it also impacted by physical activity and food? That is a fact, a big old fact So why does this matter? Well, our bodies follow the clock of the, of, of the sun, basically, right? And, and, the, and the moon. <laughs> so this is why in the mornings, your body thinks that you need energy, right? Your body thinks, oh, we're going to go out and plow the fields, or we're going to go out and do some hunting and gathering. So in the mornings, you are more metabolically active. That's just how it is. You also have higher cortisol, because cortisol gives your body energy. So now, over the course of the day, when it gets to be closer to the evening, your body starts to wind down. You're not as metabolically active because your body is preparing for rest and for sleep. Does this make sense? So the reason taking a 12-hour window off of eating, this is what, I mean, think about a 1,000 years ago. We, we weren't snacking all day and we weren't having a, a midnight snack before, you know, bedtime. I go to bed at like 8.30, so midnight is like off my radar. But I'm just saying, think about it. Think about where your body comes from. So the idea is when we eat dinner, we try to either, you know, have a little, if you're going to have a little snack, have it close to dinner time as you can. But we want to give our body a break to help it fall in line with the circadian rhythm because it's absolutely linked to our physical health, our mental health. Um, yeah, there you go. Okay, I hope this is making sense. It's really hard when I, you know, I'm trying to explain this to you and I, I don't know if you're like, I don't understand what I'm talking about. If you're like, yeah, 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 I got it. Move on, move on there, lady. All right, so let's, let's move on. Reason number two for the 12-hour window is insulin levels during sleep. All right, we've talked a lot about insulin on this podcast, but let me just give you the quick nitty-gritty of it here. Insulin is the hormone that gets released when we eat, right? And some people call it the fat storage hormone because here's the problem. When you eat food and insulin gets released, until those insulin levels return back to normal, your body cannot tap into stored fat. So the idea is when we're sleeping, we do not want our insulin levels high because guess what? When you're sleeping, your body is meant to run off of fat stores. That's what's supposed to happen when you're sleeping. But if you have eaten right before bed 
and it depends on what you ate. I can't tell you how long it'll take your insulin levels to get back down. It could be an hour, it could be three hours. But the point is that if your body is have high levels of insulin while you're sleeping, then you're not going to be able to use that stored fat as fuel. Okay? So there you go. So that's the second reason why it's a good idea to leave a window of time without taking in any calories. And number three is improved health markers. Because again, back to the sleep thing. When you're sleeping, your body's not supposed to be digesting food. It's not supposed to be processing calories. It's supposed to be restoring, replenishing, rejuvenating your body, right? That is what's supposed to happen when we sleep. So if your body's not getting the opportunity to do that because it's too busy dealing with all the food you ate before bed, obviously this is going impact, to impact health markers. Um, and, and I want to say this really quickly before I want to talk about the research on this. But, you know, obviously there's going to be certain people who are going to need to eat outside of, you know, what I'm trying to tell you. So if you're somebody that struggles with low blood sugar, if you are pregnant, um, you know, there's, there's reasons, but it's a very small percentage of the population that need to be eating constantly. For most of us, this 12-hour window, and I know people talk about intermittent fasting, and that's something we can talk about another time, but what I'm talking about Everybody should be able to do it unless you have a medical reason not to. 12 hours of calories, 12 hours of not calories. It is a game changer, okay? So let's talk about the research because this is, this is pretty, pretty mind-boggling. And you know what I think that we should do? Hmm, how can I do this? Let's make this uh, let me hear you say it. That's right. <laughs> Fact or Okay. Fact or fiction? A study revealed even restricting to an 11-hour feeding window has been shown to reduce the risk of breast cancer and the return of breast cancer by as much as 36%. Is that fact or fiction? Yeah, that's a fact. I'm going to read that to you again, just in case you didn't catch it the first time. A study revealed that even restricting to an 11-hour feeding window, so I was telling you to do a 12-hour feeding window. Well, this study focused on an 11-hour feeding window, okay? So 11 hours of calories. And that has been shown to reduce the risk of breast cancer and the return by as much as 36%. It's pretty... That's pretty substantial, right? Okay, so tip number one, we're practicing the magic plate and portion control, right? Tip number two, we're dividing our day into two 12-hour windows. Tip number three, and you're not going to be surprised when I tell you this, you're going to walk, walk, walky, walk. You're going to walk, walk, walky, walk. <sighs> Walking is so incredibly good for you. And I don't care what your goal is. If your goal is to lose weight, if your goal is to improve your mood, if your goal is to improve your health, 
walk whenever you can. And I don't want to hear the excuse you don't have time. Because what I'm trying to tell you is don't think of it as cardio. Think of it as any chance I get to go for a walk, even if it's only five or 10 minutes, positively impacts my metabolism and my metabolic health. Okay? Let me tell you this crazy little stat. When I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and if you don't know, I have type 1 diabetes. That's the kind you usually get as a kid or you're born with. For whatever reason, I didn't get it till I was 40 years old. But here's the thing. For six months, I'm walking around with type 1. Nobody can figure out what's wrong with me because no one thought to check my blood sugar because I was fit and healthy and no one thought about it. Anyways, fast forward to when I get diagnosed. Type 1 diabetes. I'm in the hospital. My levels are so off the charts that my doctor said, I didn't even know somebody could be alive with these kind of numbers that you have because my blood sugar was so incredibly high. My A1C, and if you don't know what that is, don't worry about it, but it was so high, she couldn't believe I was alive. And I was telling her that I felt so bad for like six months, but I would constantly go walk because I thought it would help me feel better. I don't know why, because I didn't know I had type 1 diabetes. She said that's probably what kept you alive, was all the walking, okay? So that is my plea to you. I'm trying to motivate you here. Get out there and walk, you little cutie patootie. All right, so reasons why. Why, why, why? I've talked about it before. You should know this, but let's just review. So leisurely paced walking lowers the stress hormone cortisol, right? And remember, cortisol impacts your blood sugar. So lowering that stress hormone cortisol, moderately paced walking, fantastic. Um, It also walking increases insulin sensitivity, meaning your body needs to use less of that fat storage hormone insulin that we just talked about in order to carry out the functions that it needs insulin for. That's a really good thing. It also helps to balance your blood sugar. Bonus points for walking in nature because the research shows that when we are in a nature setting, the health benefits are incredible. So even a park counts as nature, right? And the good thing about walking is that most everybody can do it. I know obviously if you're having a foot issue or ankle issue that you know, I have a friend right now who's struggling with, with foot issues. So, you know, that can happen. But for the majority of people, walking is a safe form to boost health, right? Okay, so we got our three doable tips to get in shape. And again, this is a perfect time of year to be practicing this stuff. The magic plate, the 12-hour window, and walking. And I want to also mention that when you're going through the holiday season or when you're on vacation or whatever it is, the biggest tip I can give you is ditch this whole guilt mindset, okay? Because I think that's what derails people. When they feel guilty because they, they ate too much pie at their buddy's house the night before, then they say, oh, F it. I'm just going to throw in the towel until January 1st. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's okay. It's okay. All right? So practice these three things. 
over the holiday season or if you're listening to this outside of the holiday season, you know, when you're busy, these three things are going to be your BFFs besides me, besides me. So remember, if you want to find out more information or if you want to know when that uh, total body reset, the 21 day program is coming out. Um, and if you want to get a discount on it, you want to go jump on the wait list. And once again, that is at stressmonkey.com. Remember two E's at the end of Stress Monkey. Stressmonkey.com slash TBR21. Okay? All right. Jingle all the way. I don't know. I, I don't know why I just said that. Jingle all the way. Ding, ding. Because I'm surrounded with the Christmas wonderland right now. I'm, in the, I'm totally in the holiday spirit. All right. Thank you for being here with me today. I love our walks. And I love to talk, so it's a win-win. And I cannot wait to talk to you again next week. But until then, give these three tips a try. And I'd love to have you tell me how they work out for you. Oh, and before you go, if you haven't rated the show yet, please leave me a rating. And if you have time for a review, oh my gosh, that would really help me out tremendously. Okay, I'll see you next time.